Hey folks, this is Frank Reynolds and this is the lies people tell. And we are living through some really sad, troubling times. Normally I like to keep this uh, podcast upbeat and fun, uh, poke fun at the, the elites and, you know, give you a chance to get a little, uh, get a little payback in our own little way that we can against the people that are trying to ruin our lives. Uh, but today, uh, it's just, I'm so disappointed with the FBI and what they've done that I just had a hard time finding anything funny about it. There, there's a couple of little things that I found, uh, headlines from the Babylon B that I thought were amusing, but overall, we're living through some really dark times. We're living through times where we're at a tipping point of which way we're going to go. As everyone knows, on August 8th, 2022, the FBI raided the personal residence of a former president of the United States. It's never been done in the history of the United States. Do not let anyone tell you differently they will i have heard people and they're 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 just being deceptive uh trying to conflate the search of the white house residents during nixon's time as the equivalent of what they did to trump not the same because richard nixon did not own the white house personal residence that's a government facility and in a government facility, there it is open to be searched at any time whenever they deem it necessary and they have probable cause to conduct search. Is it highly unusual? Yes. But it is a government property. Mar-a-Lago is a private property. They have this thing called the Fourth Amendment, meaning uh, to protect you from unlawful search and seizure. Search and seizure. This comes from the Revolutionary War time when we declared independence because the British Army would search and seize property belonging to the colonialists because they looked at the colonialists as being uh, property of the British monarchy. And until they declared their independence, they were. But once they declared their independence, they no longer considered themselves subjects to the British crown. They were their own free men. Well, we're about four years away from the 250th anniversary of that uh, signing of that document. And uh, we may have had our run at the rate we're going. Now, I don't believe we are at our end because of the American people. I believe we're getting close to being at the end if we don't do something quickly because of the people we elect to represent us. We are a representative republic. We are not a democracy. We are a representative republic. We elect people to represent us in the Congress and in the Senate. We also, you know, rep or elect uh, state senators, state delegates, uh, state representatives throughout the various states of the United States to represent us and our 
specific state. When the power elite feel that they can do whatever they want to us and with us because we politically disagree with them, we're at a point where something has to change and it'll either change for the better or it'll change for the worse. If it changes for the better, it'll be incremental and it'll be slow. If it changes for the worst, it'll come much quicker. So as the old saying goes, how do you go bankrupt? First slowly and then very quickly. That's where we're at. We've slowly gotten to this point of anarchy from uh, Washington, D.C. But then we're, we're in the now very quickly phase because in the last 18 months, how much has changed and how much has deteriorated in our country? Yes, we were slowly getting to this point. In the last 18 months, all norms have been broken. They are refusing uh, to make us energy independent. They're refusing to use our own natural resources to provide us gasoline and fuel oil to heat our houses and run our cars and, uh, you know, to enrich our lives. While they go to Iran and Venezuela and uh, Russia and beg for oil. They're going to our enemies that want to see us wiped off the face of the earth. They want to subjugate us and saying, hey, my hands are tied behind my back. Would you like to punch me in the face a little bit? This is insanity. We've gotten in the last 18 months, we've opened our borders to the point we don't have a southern border. Millions. Don't let them kid you about the number. We're talking millions of illegal aliens from all over the world. Terrorists, people on watch lists, people who want to do our country harm, have swarmed over the border. And in many cases, the current administration not only has let them, they've aided and abetted them by providing them transportation to wherever they wanted to go. Governor Abbott, as I talked about in my last podcast, has decided, okay, you want to be a sanctuary city? You want to stand back and act like uh, you're all uh, high and mighty and morally superior to everyone that doesn't want our border to be overrun? Okay, I'm going to send start busting you some, uh, some of the people down here. Whoa, Muriel Bowser the governor or the, the uh, mayor of Washington, DC and, uh, Adams, the mayor of uh, New York city, they're all up in arms. Adams is so upset that he's got two or three buses, two or three buses. That isn't even enough. That doesn't even equate to the number of people that are swarming across the Texas border in the first two hours of every day, two or three bus loads is throwing a fit and saying, well, we can't do this. We need the federal government to help us. Oh my God. You've, you've declared yourself a sanctuary city for years. You brag about your, your ability to take care of the people. And this is why you should be in charge and your ilk should be in charge because we do such a great job of taking care of people. And you get less than a thousand uh, legal immigrants 
uh, sent to your city and suddenly like you throw up your hands like we can't do this we can't stand this we need help we need help and then they go so far as to be so farcical so stupid in their claims that they say well i'm i might just send a busload of new yorkers down to texas to knock on doors okay a they're not gonna ride a bus <laughs> all the way to, from new york to texas to the texas border b how the heck do you think their reception would be well i'm from new york city and i'm here to campaign for beto o'rourke who believes that we should have open borders and you shouldn't have guns to protect yourself yeah yeah uh, let's see how many people really sign up for that duty because uh trust me <laughs> that ain't gonna go over well that would go over like a lead balloon We've seen inflation spiral out of control when we haven't seen it since the 1970s. Biden gets up there yesterday and lies and says, oh, our inflation was, we have zero inflation. No, no, we have 8.5% inflation based on your skewed inflation rate. The reality is, is it's well in the double digits as everyone that's shopping and buying anything knows. But to say that it's zero, we have zero inflation. Well, yeah, you didn't go up. You didn't have an increased inflation from month to month, but that's not how it's graded, never has been, and never will be because it's farcical, it's ridiculous. But he lies to you. Why does he lie to you? Because he thinks that everybody's as stupid as Democrats and that they'll, they'll be able to pull the wool over the eyes. And they also lie, as I've said before, because they're part of the professional liars class. They know there's no repercussions for lying. They have no penalty if they're caught in a lie. Hell, the media gets up and says, yeah, yeah, we had zero inflation rate. Zero. Oh, okay. So everything's gone back to what it was in, I don't know, see, 2019. Well, no. But we have zero inflation rate, and they think we're stupid enough to believe this. It's pretty unbelievable, actually, but unfortunately, it's really not unbelievable. It's unbelievable in the respect that we're at this point where we have allowed ourselves to be treated this poorly by the power elite, the professional liars class, the politicians and the media. So we have this raid on Trump's residence. They do this search. They, you know, that we will, I, I, I predict that we will never, ever see the affidavit for that search. It's sealed. It will remain sealed. They will claim because of national security purposes and because it's an ongoing investigation that this will never be unsealed. The only time it would be unsealed is when they take it to court to prosecute. But that's not what they want to do. They don't want to prosecute because then they have to provide discovery. And I suspect that this uh, affidavit, it probably contains some facts, uh, but I think the most important fact that it contained for this magistrate judge that's an Epstein acolyte was that, oh, you want to get Trump? Yes. Okay, good. I'll sign it. 
I, I really, you know, I, I'm sorry. I have a hard time taking the word of anybody that, well, you know, there must be something in there. Yeah. They want to get Trump. I mean, if you sit there and think after all we've witnessed for the last five or seven years, uh, to get Trump that, well, this time I'm sure they actually played it straight and, uh, they don't have anything phony baloney in there. You're a naive fool and you're probably too, too foolish to be walking around on your own outside. You need to go check yourself in someplace so they can watch you, but they think we're that foolish. And for all our Republican friends who are sitting around like Tim Scott saying, well, we got to wait and see Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitch McConnell didn't even want to talk about it. And he finally said, well, we got to wait and see what happens and, and make sure we, you know, get an eye, you know, a look at this stuff. Your Trey Gowdy's, all of these guys, you know, here's a, I, I got two words for you. Shut up, shut up, and sit down. There's your four words. I got a couple other words too, but I'm not going to say those guys. I don't want to work. I want to work clean. I don't want to work dirty, but honestly, these are the people we want in charge. Mitch McConnell should never be allowed to be the head of the Senate. He should be immediately. We can't kick him out of the Senate, but we don't have to make him the leader of the Senate. This guy is as corrupt and as much as a Biden supporter is any Democrat, honest to God, he, if he was in the uh, house of representative, he would be sitting on the J six committee along with Kinzinger crybaby Kinzinger and, uh, the cowboy beltway cowboy, the capital cowboy, uh, Liz Cheney. That's a, you know, that's where his feelings like he hates Trump and Trump stupidly tried to make nice with McConnell. He made McConnell's wife, Elizabeth Chow, Secretary of Transportation, and then she went ahead and made sure that she enriched herself and her family because they have very close ties to China and such as that. You know, made sure they got fed uh, probably contracts of you know that were lucrative. I'm I'm have no doubt. But and this is this is the kind of guy McConnell is. What is he? How's he replay uh, Trump? He stabs in the back numerous times. Trump has been, uh, I love Trump. Uh, I loved his policies. I, I liked his combativeness. I thought he was funny as heck. Uh, you know, people are like, well, I just didn't like the way he acted. I, I didn't particularly care the way he acted because he was so damn effective. That's fine by me. I'm not some namby pamby. Well, you know, I just don't like the way he tweets. Really? That's your biggest concern. How about now? Is that your biggest concern? See, I'm, I'm clear eyed enough and forward looking enough to realize this is what we were going to get. I knew when Biden took over that this is, was going to be the end result because I know guys like Biden, I can read them like a book and I'm not clairvoyant. I just am realistic and understand how people are and bad people generally don't change the way they act, you know, and here's the funny thing. Before Trump announced that he was running against the chosen one, Hillary Clinton, there wasn't anybody had really anything bad to say about Trump. They had nothing on him. Yeah, they thought he was clownish at times and a, and a huckster and a you know carnival barker when it came to his products. But really, 
he was pretty well liked by and large. And suddenly, as soon as he announced, he becomes the devil incarnate. He's worse than Hitler, worse than uh, Mussolini, worse than Stalin. But where else did we hear that? Oh, George W. Bush, Mitt Romney, John McCain. Oh, pretty much every Republican that's ever ran against a Democrat is worse than Hitler, worse than Stalin, worse than Mussolini, is uh, hates people, is the party of hate, wants to hurt people. Everything that they do, they say the Republicans do in every Republican candidate. But here's the thing. Like I said, people don't change. Biden was a bad character his entire life. If you knew anything about him, you knew that. And Trump wasn't. People don't change on a dime. Their true feelings and their true uh, personalities come out. You know, they, the saying is, is uh, paraphrasing an old saying, that character. if you want to test someone's character, give them power. And I think that's what we're seeing. And we saw with Trump was Trump. Did I think that he was going to be as conservative as he became? No, not even close. He surprised the heck out of me and millions of other people, but he was given power and he showed his true character. His true character was actually to help people to help the middle class and, uh, the man, people with that work in factories, manufacturing things. Uh, the, uh, black minority and Hispanic minority, their unemployment rate was the lowest in recorded history. Inflation was, you know, one and a half percent. Wages were up. Stock market was booming. We were oil independent. We were exporting oil and natural gas. We were on a glide path for prosperity for decades. And in 18 months, a man of bad character crushed all that. He didn't squander it. Squandering it indicates that he did it by accident. No, no, this is intentional. This was planned. This is what they had in mind all along. They just needed a vessel to put in the White House that they could claim is plausible enough that could have won to be in the seat. That's the only reason why Bernie Sanders got moved. It's not because his policies are so extreme that they could never get behind him. Hell, they're embracing every one of his policies. It's because they knew that there's no way anybody would ever believe that he could have possibly gotten 81 million votes. Now, you and I all already know that Biden didn't get legitimately 81 million votes either, but he was plausible enough to say, well, but you know, there's a lot of people because they given him the out to say, well, he could have, I mean, he was well-known and lunch bucket, Joe Scranton, Joe and all this stuff. And you know, the, the grandfather of the, you know, Senate and all that. That's all they want is a veneer of plausibility. Hence why they can't let him run again because he doesn't have that plausibility any longer because no one would ever believe that. Oh yeah. He won a second term after making this, you know, basically uh, Venezuela of the you know, North America is becoming, you know, the United States is becoming Venezuela quickly. And there's no way anybody could say, 
unless it's just a total dictatorship, phony baloney uh, junta like they have down in Venezuela with Maduro and, and Hugo Chavez, that Biden can win a second term. That's why they can't let uh, Kamala run. They have to find an alternative that's plausible. They know they can't win, but they know they can cheat. And if they can cheat enough to win, they want someone that's plausible says, well, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom, he could have been, he could have won that, which we know is ridiculous, but they will just, they don't care if they're caught in a lie. They just want to be able to say the lie with impunity. And that's kind of where we're at. The FBI has embarrassed itself time and time again. And this is the latest in the long string. This is the most outrageous. The uh, attorney for Trump down there, lady named, I think, Dobbs or Bobs. Yeah, Bobs. They w- didn't want to give her the search warrant, which they have a responsibility. They have to leave a copy of the search warrant with the inventory of items seized when you do a search. How do I know that? Because I've done hundreds of searches. I've been on, I keep uh, in 25 years, I can't even count the number of searches. And keep in mind, and I saw this, this retired agent on Tucker Carlson last night, some female agent, don't know who she is, but she was saying, well, you know, uh, you know, she was saying, well, we need to see, wait and see what's in there. There may be may, something in there that indicates why they were able to do this search. All right, that's fine. I want, I'd love to see the affidavit. We won't, but I'd love to see it. But she's talking about when they were asked her about the, them searching and rifling through Melania's wardrobe. Now I've done, like I said, hundreds of searches and we're going to look, if you're looking for an item that would fit in a closet or fit in someone's pocket of their clothing. Yes. You're going to rifle through that. If you're looking for drugs or a gun or something like that, a thumb drive, you're going to rifle through that. Yes. If you're looking for a 70, 70 inch TV or something, the size of a 70 inch TV or say 15 boxes of documents, you don't look in the bottom drawer of a dresser if your item you're looking for is no conceivable way it could have fit in there. That's not reasonable. So I don't know how long they spent in her wardrobe. They may have just went in there and looked through it cursory to see, yeah, there's no documents really stored in here. And it could be, it could be getting exaggerated the amount of time they spent in there. And if they did a cursory look, I would do a cursory look too. And I'd look and say, uh, rifle through the clothes real quick. Take my about a minute or so to say, yeah, there's no documents in here and move on. If they spent much more than that, then, you know, uh, maybe they were doing something else. I don't know. And I'm not indicating that they were trying to close on or anything like that. I'm saying, well, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know why, if they spent any length of time, why they would do that. I know this, this stinks to high heaven. I'm embarrassed for my organization. I'm saddened by it. And many, 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 many other retired agents 
feel the exact same way. I know everybody's saying that uh, the agent should up, you know, in an uprising in mass, quit and retire. Yeah, well, that's that's fine, but that's not how the world world really works. And you still have to do what you're told, even if you completely disagree with it or face disciplinary actions. And uh, but I will say this: as an agent do, conducting a search, you have a lot of discretion on what you seize and what you don't. And there's no reason to seize like they've seized a uh, menu from one of the state dinners. Now, what what probative value does that have? I mean, seriously. And see, that's the kind of overreach that results from being overzealous or really poorly trained or a little bit of both. So I just want to apologize to everyone that's listening to this on behalf of the FBI. I want to say that we used to do better contrary to what you know, we believe we haven't always been this bad. We haven't always been this corrupt and this partisan and misguided. This is 20 years, 20 plus years of bad, bad partisan political hackery leadership between Mueller and Comey, McCabe and Ray. People want to disband the FBI. I think it needs to be restructured. I think we need to, as I said, after 9-11, when they were talking about uh, splitting the FBI up, taking away our counterterrorism and counterintelligence uh, mission, and, you know, I, I've, I advocated for that then, and pretty much everybody shouted me down, saying, oh, my God, we can't do that. Huh. I'm not Nostradamus, but I, I think I called that one. Because if we, if we really do need to give that up, we don't need to be in the business of targeting Americans and labeling them domestic terrorists because they support a candidate that you don't like. And that's kind of what it looks like we're doing. We should be involved, even if we're a small organization, we should be involved with investigating federal criminal matters. We do that better than pretty much anyone. I know everyone thinks that all these other agencies can do it. Uh, if they could, they would be. They're not. We do. And there is a place for an organization like the FBI, but not the way it's structured at this point, not the way it's being led at this point. I don't know what the future holds as far as, uh, the next election, but I did read one <laughs> headline from the Babylon Bee who kind of summed it up. He said, Trump thanks the FBI for kicking off his 2024 campaign. And that's pretty much what they did. I'm, you know, I've said all along that I'd prefer to see DeSantis run, and I'd still love to see DeSantis be president. But at this point, uh, I kind of think that we need the, the, Trump to run and uh, be the nominee and get him back in office and maybe have DeSantis as a running mate or surround himself with people that actually have the 
interest and in, in care for the country uh, in there as opposed to the traitorous jackals that they had in there like uh, Mark Milley, who I called a year ago saying that they would love to uh, do a military coup if Trump wins. And then it just recently came out that Milley said that no matter what, he will stay in and fight against Trump. He's basically saying, I will foment a military coup if Trump wins. It's on the record now. I'm not Nostradamus, but buddy, I read these people. There's one thing I do know. I know how to read people. I know how to read bad characters. That guy's a bad character also. Anyway, I think that's enough for for today. It's a sad sad time uh, to be an American in many ways, but we can change this. If there was ever a time to turn out the vote in 2022 is now. And they got two years to prove that they deserve another term. In this next two years, if they get the House and the Senate, by God, they better get their act together and start doing to the other side what they're doing to us. And everybody said, well, we shouldn't stoop their level. Oh, really? Bullies only understand bully tactics. You punch a bully back in the face when he's bullying you, suddenly they don't want to bully so much. Only a bully would say, well, you can't do that. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I can tell you this. If I was president, uh, everyone from uh, Bush and Cheney to Obama, Biden, they and, and, to, and the Clintons would all be unnoticed that, oh, that, that search they did on my house, uh, rest assured, you're getting the same treatment. If I can find something to charge you with, brother, we're, we're, we're not only charging, we're indicting. That's where I'd be at. That's probably why I'll never be president because I'm pretty pissed off at the way things are going right now. Anyway, I will be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, my son has gotten promoted to lieutenant colonel in the United States Army, Hua. And uh, I'm going to go over to visit him uh, to celebrate the promotion, see the grandkids, take my wife and daughter to Germany. They've never been there and uh, spend some time. So I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. I'm going to post a, a couple of podcasts that I've done in the past. They're going to be repeats that's been popular with people and, uh, you know, Something to think about. Uh, I think one of them will be, you know, the the anniversary. This will be the anniversary of the Afghanistan surrender. So I may repost that, and I'll find another one from my earlier days of podcasting, maybe talking about uh, deceptive language analysis. And, uh, you know, keep you guys interested and occupied. So I thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging me today with uh, a long uh, ramble diatribe about where we're at. Remember, you know, we don't have to take this, but we don't have to take this. We need to stand up and be counted. And, uh, you know, don't sit back and say, well, what are we going to do? There's things we can do incrementally. All right, remember, 
stand for a flag, kneel for God, keep your chest out and your chin up. And, uh, we'll be, we'll be talking to you here in the next few weeks to tell you about my trip and enjoy the, the re the re-release of uh, a couple of episodes that, uh, I think you guys will enjoy. All right. Bye-bye.